0: And I, for one, welcome our new Gentlemen Overlords.
1: Who? 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 Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How are we doing? Hey, everybody, welcome to the Gentlemen Overlords. It's me, Andrew, and with me is. Robert. Robert and no Max. Um, <sighs> hopefully, Max will. Finally breathe. <laughs> that's right. Uh, God, it feels so nice not to have him here. Um, Hopefully, Mm -hmm. he will join us before this episode ends, but if not, fuck him. Who cares?
0: Yeah, we never needed him, if that's the case.
1: Yeah. Um, He's busy with uh, last-minute work thing came up, so hopefully, he'll join us, but if not, uh, too bad. He watched a bunch of movies (laughs) that he didn't have to to watch, as it turns out. But um, Rob, how you doing?
0: Doing pretty good.
1: Yeah? All
0: things considered, Yeah. yeah. All right. Hey, just watched another uh, another Terminator uh, film.
1: <laughs> uh, one so you, there's that going for me. I mean, I, I'm glad that you you had texted in our group chain um, that you thought you had seen this movie previous, and I'm glad that you caught it at least a couple days beforehand. Um, that you thought you'd watch this, but you'd actually watched the uh, previous Terminator film that now is no longer canon.
0: Is that right? That wow. is
1: well, I. According to this new term, I mean, we can talk about it more when the movie, when we get to the movie. But sure. um, the the Terminator timeline is now T one, T two, and TDF, and T three Terminator down to down <laughs> to fate, yeah, down to fate. <laughs> um, Terminator three, salvation and genocide no longer are a part of that canon timeline.
0: Because they're all they're all like divergent timelines that were like sort of ended by the events of their own films or something. Well,
1: they I mean, spoil. We'll we'll get into what happens in uh, Dark Fate, but there's something that happens at the beginning of Dark Fate that would be contingent on not happening for the pre the next three movies to have taken place. That's
0: um, true. So, that is interesting.
1: Yeah. So we'll get to whether whatever that is, but why don't we get into some movies we've seen first?
0: you forget about me look my way girl (laughs) something breakfast
1: movies we've seen uh rob i have a big movie to tell you that i saw but why don't you go first and we'll save mine for last
0: sure because i only have one big movie i think since halloween my 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 actual movie consumption has gone down quite a bit but um I watched, um, on Saturday, Air Force One with Harrison Ford,
1: Gary Oldman,
0: and, uh, is it, uh, uh, who's the lady vice president in it?
1: Uh, good question.
0: Oh, gosh. Glenn Close. Glenn
1: Close. Kamala Harris.
0: Yes. Um, yeah. Air Force One. Weird. Um. That's
1: from weird, wild stuff.
0: Weird, wild stuff. Weird seeing a, a president, uh. Uh, the most unprofessional he was is he was just uh, trying to get back to Air Force One to see the the freaking foot uh, football game
1: <laughs> and stand for the anthem, right? Um, yeah, he was like, I hope I never see
0: anyone in my timeline take a knee to this.
1: <laughs> um, um, get off my yeah, I, astroturf. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he um, they set up too that like he is a badass president that like was a helicopter pilot and. Uh, maybe like, I don't know if he was like a green beret or something, but um, can you be a green beret in a helicopter? Yeah, I guess you could. Um, But um, yeah, it's interesting. And I, I think maybe one of the more surprising things and like a little spoiler alert for the movie is that the, the terrorists that take over the plane, including uh, the head of their group, uh, Gary Oldman, he's dispatched. And there's still like, I want to say like 25, 30 minutes left of the movie, maybe longer.
1: Where he gets to like sit down, enjoy the football game. Like he writes, a, yeah, he
0: he writes up some legislation and like it's just it's pretty dry. It's <laughs> really just like a lot of like back and forth with the White House, you know, team and talking about what this will mean for policy. It's it's really weird. It turns it turns into like a West Wing. Kind wow, of thing. hey, near the West Wing. <laughs> um, no, it's more like he's trying to you know guide the plane down and all this other stuff because of the. The pressure in the cabin, everything—it's all screwing up. They're they're losing, you know, uh, their engines and stuff like that. Um, oh, also, I think they have there's like enemy MIGs scatter and try and shoot Air Force One out of the sky. It, it's wild. Mm-hmm. Um, but it—I I guess I just assumed that Oldman was present throughout and wasn't sort of like dispatched well before the end. But I guess I guess some some uh, action flicks do that. Usually, there's like a, you know what though? I, I, I take that back. There is sort of a another villain in the shadows really uh, but I but I won't reveal that one uh, yes
1: the uh, it, I I always think of when you when like stuff like that happens or like a character you think is going to last a long time is is out of the movie really quickly is did you ever see executive decision
0: I've heard of it and I don't know if I've actually seen it I know I, I know famously what happens in early in the film Yeah,
1: that Segal dies like five minutes into the movie and it's like bill like as a I forget who the other actor is in it but um, it's built as, like, a two-hander between that guy and Seagal, and he's gone within, like, five or ten minutes into the movie. It's really fascinating.
0: I mean, it's definitely cool from the from a point of view of, like, yeah, you wouldn't expect the big name to go away like that. So I admire it in some ways, but I think some movies definitely, it detracts if you assume that that person's, like, a big focal point, and they're not, and you're like, ah, uh, this is kind of the draw.
1: right. Um, have you seen any other movies besides Air Force One?
0: Not really. I think I mentioned I saw. I've been watching some some TV clips if we do that segment, but um, yeah. no, not not another full flick, unfortunately.
1: Uh, Kurt Russell, by the way, was the other guy in that movie. Um, oh, okay. I saw. So I'll save the big one for last. But we rewatched Coco recently. Uh, great, great a, movie. Yeah, terrific. Really fun. Um, really emotional movie. Such a like just the visuals of it are so gorgeous like once he goes into sort of the the underworld the afterworld it's just like the colors in it are so beautiful it's just such a such a great movie really enjoyed watching that um we also watched Shaun of the Dead on Halloween um that was you know i i we were trying to watch something that had a little bit of horror in it and it's enough that like neither of us, neither me or my wife, are are big horror movie connoisseurs. So it was, yes. it's light enough in the horror that it's not scary, but it's also kind of true to the, at least the. It time does of the get year.
0: to like by the end. There's there's tears and guts yeah. for sure.
1: Yeah, I, I especially when they, um, what is the name of the, the kind of like st- prickly guy in the group with the glasses?
0: Oh God, is it Dennis?
1: Maybe something like that. But when he gets killed. And like, you know, he's being pulled out of the out of the the, the Winchester. Through the window. Through the window. And just like they tear they literally tear him apart and start like digging his guts out. Like that scene is so gruesome. And you know, like there's been some, you know, like somebody will like bite somebody on the arm and maybe like a little bit of muscle. Yeah, but it's been a out. lot of
0: like smacking zombies away. Like they're pretty they they seem pretty ineffectual a lot yeah. of the time. And then they Especially to- when you first meet them, like throwing records and Yeah.
1: And then like that scene, it just goes from like zero to a hundred. Where like they like tear his legs off, his arms off. They start digging into his like stomach. It's like it's mm-hmm. very gruesome. But otherwise, you know, like I said, pretty light on the on the actual horror. Um, but yeah, I have always enjoyed Shaun of the Dead and and that group of people's movies. So fun to watch. Um, we watched Sister Act this this last Monday. Hell um, yeah. Yeah, I really fun movie. I forgot that Harvey Keitel is the villain in that movie. He plays like Whoopi Goldberg's sort of like abusive mobster boyfriend. Um, but Whoopi is really fun in it. I forgot that she actually sings in it and like has a great singing voice. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Really fun movie. And then speaking of singing voices, Robert, I watched Cats. Wow, you mm-hmm. watched cats! I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. I sat oh through gosh. the entire thing. We, um, it was a friend's birthday. Some one of our friends set up like a projector in a backyard, and we all sat like really distanced from each other, wearing masks, and watched uh, cats on a big projector in someone's backyard. And it was an event. It was um, <laughs> it have you have you seen it? Have you seen any clips from it? I've seen.
0: I've seen the the you know the trailer material and stuff like that, and I have an idea of what it kind of looks like. I don't know what it looks like all played. It. It, it, it looks like insane. It's, it looks absolutely insane.
1: It's insanity. It is. So the way I describe, because at, at a certain point, I just like, you know, I'm sitting with my wife and I just let out this like, exc- like this very loud sigh and she goes, what's wrong? And I was just like, this movie, like, it, it's almost 2 hours long. Like it's about like 110 minutes I think or nine, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. 100 minutes. And at about the hour mark, maybe like the 50 minute mark, it goes from like charmingly bad to like excruciating and like annoyingly bad. Like it's just it it goes oh. from like, "Oh, this is kind of a fun thing to make fun of. We're all kind of laughing to like it's just such a shit show of a movie. It's so bad and hard like hard to follow too that's the other thing is like you have some bad movies that are like underwritten or maybe the plots aren't as fleshed out as you might like but they're like so stupid that you can kind of just like know what's going on there's so much happening that's not explained in it and on top of the fact that like i the joke i made in the first five minutes is i think this movie would have been 10 times more successful if they had just placed like kept the buttholes in
0: wait what kept the buttholes
1: in (laughs) number one um but if they had just had like static shots of cats like actual cats and then had like the singing voices and acting voices underneath them i think it would have Hmm. been a more coherent and more successful movie but because it's like these grotesque looking human cat hybrid f- it, like creatures so
0: what what do you think about and maybe you could if you're not as familiar you could pull it up but like what do you think about the look of like the stage production version i it's a lot more like you know it's a lot more theatrical obviously right. it's
1: i i think like it because it's on stage it lends itself to kind of being you know costumey and like you know you're like there's there's only so much you can do with with practical props and costumes that like there's you can kind of suspend your disbelief and just kind of enjoy the stage show, but when it's a movie and they have you know not an unlimited budget but like it's a big budget movie, and the the trouble with it is it looks bad. Like it's it's such a huge cast. You know like Judy Dench and Ian McKellen, Taylor Swift, Jason Derulo and like you know James Corden all these people like Rebel Wilson like these are pretty big names and it feels like the money went to the casting because the the effects are just dog shit
0: and yeah there was a lot of there was a lot of controversy i think they were even saying that like up until like the day of release it was being worked on
1: i, be- I believe it like i if you told me they're still working on it as it's released on hbo i would I would still believe you. It just it Someone looks, doesn't
0: know that the movie's been released. He's still working still
1: on it. Working on it day and night. It's it is it's horrendous. And like the you know the, the they're all wearing like these like you can when you see their feet, like they're wearing shoes. It's so bizarre. Like I So that's another
0: thing. Like it feels like they went with this thing where they wanted it to be like like 75% cat and like 25% human kind of thing where it's mm-hmm. like, I know that like, some of the characters wear you know, clothes and jackets and crap like that, but like they really wanted them to be like weird. Yeah. Like furries or animal people. But I yeah, it makes me wonder, like you said, either what if they'd either done just animated cats kind of jumping around and, and singing or just people with like the bare minimum, like ears on instead. And like just being like, maybe even less theatrical, you know, less stylized than the other one and more of like the musical and just like they represent cats. I don't know. It just yeah. seems the the middle ground they found seems to disturb almost everyone. Yeah,
1: it's, it's, <laughs> it, yeah it's, it's really like, as far as bad decisions go, it felt like they made the least popular and worst decision possible. And there's a lot of bad decisions that could have been made and it feels like they picked the worst one. Um,
0: because like cats is like i mean pretty famous and like ran for a long time and was beloved on broadway i don't think i don't know if it's like good but like people it's it's i don't know it it seems like such an odd choice
1: right and it's also very funny to me that um you know we we you and i like to joke around about the scene in ghostbusters 2 where the uh the statue of liberty steps onto a car and mm-hmm. just perfectly the foot and perfectly encapsulates just one car <laughs> the the like odd choice of they can't decide how big the cats are in this movie is also very funny to me like sometimes they're relatively human size sometimes they're like m- like mouse size like it just it it it's so weird the variance of how big these cats are depending on the location that they're in like there's a part where they are walking on train tracks and they're small enough that like six of them are lined up on one rail and like their feet are like perfectly fitting in within the rail. And then there's another scene where they're on stage at, uh, at a playhouse and like only, you know, like six of them can fit on the stage at a time. It's some sort it's, of a
0: cat stage.
1: <laughs> I, I, it's hard. It's also hard to know what is the universe that they're in? Like, is this a universe yes, where cause they are? It's supposed
0: to be that isn't, it, it's supposed to be that like when the, when the humans go away at night, that, the cats come out. That's what I
1: thought too. But then like a bunch of the like establishments have like cat names on them. And like, Hmm. so is this like a world that is only inhabited by human cat hybrids? Like I, it was, it. so it's a very strange movie. It's very bad. And if you're the kind of person who's like, let's watch it as a, you know, when, when the let's, if you're, if you're pod, you know, you're, you're a quarantine pod. Um, decides to watch it, I would say give it 50 minutes and then you've you've you're fine. Like it's 50, it's fine to like sit around and joke about for a while, but at a certain point the movie turns from like fun bad to just like sort of boring and like excruciating bad. And that's my uh what, 6-minute uh <laughs> diatribe about cats. <laughs> Let's move on to some TV shows we've seen. Did it, did it, did it, did it. TV shows we've seen. We've seen. Uh which one of us wants to pretend to be Max and say that you watched like the second season of um some whatever TV show he's watching right the now. The Terminator
0: <laughs> TV T V series, the, the Sarah, Sarah Connor Chronicles. Yeah,
1: yeah. I finally got around to the never mind. Uh what TV shows <laughs> have you seen, Robert?
0: Um what I've been watching is um old episodes of kitchen nightmares
1: ah, including the Ram, the um man.
0: i like the ones where he's back in um england and the countryside and and it, it just seems like there's a little less flair and it also seems like sometimes he's connecting with some of the individual like chefs and things more like there's definitely some fun episodes where it seems like these really sweaty nervous like young chefs are like having a little lesson from gordon ramsay and they're like oh yeah this is awesome.
1: Like, yeah, that's really fun. Can I ask you a kitchen nightmares question just from your preference? Do you prefer when he's working with somebody who's receptive or do you like it when he's confrontational with them?
0: I, I don't mind when he's confrontational if they're bullshitting him Mm -hmm. because there's some people that truly are like, I just watched some, um, uh, one episode where the people were claiming that (laughs) he he asked him to their face. Like how often do you clean the kitchen? He was like, Oh, every two weeks we go in there and like scrub and clean. Well, like he had gone in the night before, or the day but you know then the morning before they opened up to see and it was like truly heinous mm-hmm. like he was like scraping like black like gooey oily tar off the walls and like oil traps and like yet and the worst part because i think there's times where uh you know they'll they'll find some awful food that's like shouldn't even be in the freezer and he's like don't serve that how dare you this time around he found out that what he had eaten the day before when he came in for lunch was like off And like moldy. Ew. Yes. There was like pesto that they, they had in a jar and it was, that's what it was on his dish. And it was truly like, you know, when like guacamole goes bad and it's all like grayed out, like that's what it looked like inside. And he was like, he went and he went from being like, how, you know, like, wow, this is not as clean as I thought to being like, how dare you tell me (laughs) to my face that you come back here and clean every two weeks and stand here and act like this is like a place you're proud. He like made them close. He's like, tell all the people waiting to be, seated that they can't come in like we're closing the restaurant down uh-huh. um so obviously that's not ever a good sign for the restaurant that they have to do that but um if if they are receptive if they actually and you know I, it's a reality show i know that there's some level of like stuff being played up especially on i think on the american versions but i think there are some people that are truly feeling like in you know they're in debt and they feel like they're up you know at the end of the rope and he's there because they desperately need something to change. They need mm-hmm. something to be livened up. He's even come to, there's a, a place in Seattle. I don't know how they're doing now. Like uh, that uh, he visited and tried to try to help out as well. So was it, is, um, it,
1: the, is it the Greek place that's in Greenwood or yes. is that a different? Yeah yeah, show? yeah.
0: yeah, I don't remember if they moved or if I, or what's happening obviously within this environment, but um yeah, he did come through and that was a pretty, if I remember that was a pretty emotional episode. Cause it's like a whole family. That owns it so right. it's obviously like it's not even just that it's stressful to work in a in a a place like that but also like working with your whole family and like them being your co-workers like that's that could be a lot yeah every everything riding on it um and i believe their thing too was like a menu that just hadn't changed in years and years and years um but there's just something about it that i really enjoy it's i if clips come up online or or something sometimes i'll just fall back on it kind of just feels like a uh like a comfort food
1: i yeah i always find i mean i i I'm also like a sucker for that type of show. Like, for I think it's because there's something about Gordon Ramsay that I just don't like. Um, hmm. Like, I think he like I think he has the capability of, of of like compassion and empathy, but like sometimes it's just like he's he's such a TV personality that sometimes it's just like the he ramps up the like this is grotesque. I don't want you know like he's like it's it's the TV thing versus like I, I sure. want him to like, and I know that he does. I know he, like I've seen episodes where he connects and it, it's like a very heartfelt episode and you can tell it like emotionally touches him. But there's also episodes where it's just like, he's just screaming and you know, whatever. And those are the ones I, mean, I don't. I think
0: he's good at, at matching like energy and stuff too like i think like he can tell when someone's seething and he knows when he's pushing someone's buttons i mean like wow everything you made is dog shit and he's like (laughs) waiting to see like how are they gonna react are they gonna be like yeah you're right like fuck we gave you a microwave lasagna of course it sucked or if they're gonna like dig their heels in and be like no no it's great it's fresh and then he's like when you made it when did you make it they're like oh, on friday and then we froze it he's like that's not fucking fresh (laughs) like
1: i yeah i am Excuse me, I am kind of a sucker for, for shows like that and you know, even sure. like the home restoration shows I'm also like a sucker for and you know, like the shows like The Prophet where he's fixing people's businesses and um I forget what the other kitchen show where they go and like fix the restaurant is called, but um yeah, I I I myself a, a sucker for things like that as well. I always yeah. hope that they do well after.
0: And I, I think one of my favorites is when um it'll be like he'll like walk out the front of the restaurant and be like, you know, I have a front of house manager, a back of house manager, and like the kitchen manager and none of them knows what to do. Fuck me. And then just like walks <laughs> back in like <laughs> I,
1: I think like the, the the thing that can be unsatisfying about kitchen nightmares that I also find unsatisfying about like law and order type shows is there are episodes where sometimes he just gives up or like yeah, they try
0: not to use that card too much. But there are times where he's like, I'm truly leaving. Like, you're not listening to me. And it's just it's like and and that's the reality part, too, where it's like part of it is probably like they think it'll just be good to have Gordon Ramsay come in Mm -hmm. and and drum up business. And whether they improve their business or not, they can say that he's come through. And I think so I think that some people are honestly kind of playing it that way or like they don't care if there's conflict. You do remember the Amy's Baking Company?
1: Um, no.
0: This was an infamous, infamous episode. I think you can even find it. You can find a lot of the clips on on YouTube, actually. But this was a lady and her husband who were like heinous to their staff. Like I believe they kept, they weren't, uh, they weren't allowed to keep any of their tips.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And I, I... and
0: all of the famous stuff that she cooked, all the, the cakes and stuff from Amy's Baking Company, ABC, were actually from like you know another bakery, and she just said they were hers. Uh-huh. And she, she had very wide. Crazy eyes, and they were just so intense to the point where I think the the husband multiple times either like assaulted or like chewed out customers and made them leave.
1: I do, I do think, yeah, this is ringing a bell. I think, yeah, yeah,
0: pretty, pretty wild stuff. Yeah, but then there's ones where, like, yeah, like I said, there's especially if you go back in the back catalogs and find some of the ones in England, and there's you know the realness, like they're like, God, I'm, you know, we're so much in debt, but like you get the impression that. He's given them a chance. And then there's also some of the follow-up ones where he comes back and like they've implemented some things and not others. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the one I was thinking of? There's one where there's clearly some like marketing problems or like they need to kind of figure out the timing, but it, this woman makes him like this big plate of food. He's also like, Oh, maybe it's not as good a presentation, but he comes back to the kitchen. He has eaten every single thing.
1: Uh-huh. And
0: the woman's just like, I can't believe it. And he's like, I really don't have a lot bad to say about the food. Like, I can't <laughs> like, and she was so blown away. It was uh-huh. such a fun moment.
1: That's cute. Yeah. Um, any other TV you've seen?
0: Uh, that's just kind of that. I'm just kind of bopping around. I think I told you that um, I've been watching that show Primal. In fact, I think Adult Swim's doing... Um, some events coming up and if you check out their youtube channel you can kind of schedule to be reminded from that happens mm-hmm. and i think they're playing the entirety of primal the first the kind of i don't know if it's if it's two seasons or if it's um because i think it's like five episodes per maybe yeah. it's maybe it's all 10 episodes like it's one whole full season being aired but yeah they're gonna air it all soon um so i'll probably watch that again but it's really really good um i told you it's um jenny tartatowski the guy who did Samurai Jack Mm -hmm. Um, so really beautiful animation and another kind of example of like a show with a lot of like uses the silence and sounds a lot more than there's not really language in it so it's really good
1: Um, did you end up watching the Tim Heidecker comedy special no not yet Uh, that's
0: what I forgot to do man
1: I when we I think when we recorded last I had watched maybe like the first 20 minutes and finished it since I Enjoyed it so much. I, he's so funny to me and like his, the, I think I read you that the tweet where somebody tweeted, like it's, it's bizarre to me that the greatest creation that Tim Heidecker will ever create is the character of Tim Heidecker. And you know, this is, it was filmed pre pandemic. So it's in front of a crowd. He has people come on stage and interact with him, but it's so, it's just, it's so funny. It, there's a little bit of the like Tim and Eric esque like, you know, uncomfort humor in it that I sure. know some people don't like including Max, but he has just. Cracked hey, but he it. ain't here, baby. Hey, that's right. We can talk about Tim Heidecker all we want. Um, yeah, I I loved it. I think it's so funny and like definitely something that I needed in the like stress of the last two weeks and with everything that's going on. Um, just a nice hour break and it's on it's up on YouTube. It's available for free. Um but yeah, it's he's he just is so funny. He's um one of the jokes that he told it's now his Twitter handle. Um he was talking he was going on like a rant about Lady Gaga. And he goes, Lady Gaga, what's next? Lord Goo (laughs) Goo? And that's now his Twitter handle Lord Goo Goo. So um (laughs) that's our Tim. But That's our Timmy. Other than that yeah just you know re-watching new girl again and I'm also re-watching Star Trek Enterprise so just going through a bunch of of old old favorites myself but wow um, why don't we get into the movie that we watched for this week and it's called Terminator Dark Fate Yep, that is the sort of the theme from the original Terminator. I think it's the original Kinda, Terminator theme. Yeah. But um yeah, Terminator Dark Fate, uh starring Mackenzie Davis, uh I forget the name of the Hispanic actress, but um all the Let's other favorites. Pull it up. Arnie
0: um, Arnie Schwartz.
1: Linda Hamilton and
0: Natalia Reyes.
1: Natalia Reyes, and oh, and um,
0: Gabriel Luna as uh, Rev Nine.
1: That's right, Gabriel Luna, who was a uh, ghost writer in the Agents of Shield TV show. Wow, uh, nice to see him again. But yeah, so Terminator: Dark Fate, um, the like we we were getting to earlier, sort of the reboot of the Terminator franchise. Um, a, another unsuccessful. <laughs> uh. uh uh, trip to the movie theaters for the Terminator franchise. Um, this movie did not do well at all. It was a very unsuccessful movie uh, monetarily. And um, yeah, they, it is like we were getting to, it is a reboot of the Terminator franchise because within the first five minutes of the movie, uh, mm-hmm. a Terminator shoots John Connor in the chest with a shotgun and kills him. Yep. <laughs> Like, it's, you know, we're kept, like, it's, you get, like, a prologue with, um, with Linda Linda Hamilton, and she's talking about how they, they averted the, the events of, of Judgment Day, and her and John go on vacation, and they're on some beach, and just out of nowhere, one of the T-800s just walks up, pulls out a shotgun, shoots John in the chest, and kills him, and it's this, like, Incredibly stark moment that I I can only imagine seeing this movie in theaters. People would like if you're I don't know like I don't know how many people care about the Terminator franchise at this point. But what 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 came to your mind when that scene happened in the movie? Because I was it definitely I, was
0: like a bummer in the on the it, in the sense that like if this is the follow up now to Terminator Two that all of that seems like it was a whole lot of nothing.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the thing that, like, I understand they kind of wanted to, like, give it a, this is a new direction, we're introducing new well, characters.
0: Yes, and the implication being that they stopped Skynet from, from becoming a thing. But, then, but as they've explored in other Terminators, there apparently is always some thing that humanity creates that tries to take itself out, whether right. it's Genesis, the app on the phone from the other movie, oh God, or like, what what's I this was. one called? Uh, Legion? Legion. Yeah. Uh,
1: it. Yeah. The. It's. It's a little bit of. I mean, you're. You're right. It's a bummer that like. You set up. You know, if if now the if now the chronology of the movies is Terminator One, Terminator Two, and Terminator Dark Fate, that you would spend two movies, sort of showing that, the entire human race rests on the on the hands of. John Connor he is the leadership of yeah he's humanity's only hope and then in in the first you know like again let's just pretend that this is how you're supposed to view these movies now t1 t2 and then dark fate and so you watch two movies of just desperately trying to save John Connor's life and then the first five minutes of the next movie he's dead and like it's just like well fuck that you you know like whatever time you invested in hoping that things are okay for John Connor, he's dead. There's no, like, there's no hope anymore. And so, yeah, they avert Skynet, but of of course humanity ends up developing something else called Legion, which somehow creates Terminators again. Yeah, basically. The same structure, you know, they have... But better? (laughs) But yeah, but better. So here's, I guess, like this is this is sort of like the time travel conundrum in movies john and um sarah prevent skynet from forming by by averting judgment day yes but then, they
0: destroyed um what is it called something dying
1: uh yeah whatever and so but a t-800 still manages to go back in time and well, killed so John I think Hart. she says that
0: they had sent multiple. So like during the events of T2, there were other T eight hundreds that had landed what somewhere else. And we're yeah. also looking for them.
1: I just, that's the part that I don't, I don't quite grasp how that works. Does that if- mean that
0: the Arnold So hold on? Does that mean that, that there's not just the Arnold from T2 that, um, they uh, is, you know, helping him survive from the T 1000, but, there are other bad T eight hundreds that are looking for him right in, in that, in that world. They're like walking really slow or something. Uh, like, um,
1: I guess like there, you could feasibly conceive that, that uh, the T eight hundred from this movie, AKA Carl, um, Coral is the last T eight hundred. And he was the only, like he was the only one left to carry out that mission. Like, I guess they only sent two, T-800's back? T- I they- don't, I
0: need to go back because Linda Hamilton's like they sent multiple T-800's and I didn't realize and then this one walked up and killed him and I was like what? Like I, I don't I just don't get it. I just don't I just don't. That, that that never seemed like that seems like such a weird retcon because especially since like they had a general idea in the future where certain people would be which is why T-1000 doesn't teleport to freaking Antarctica. He <laughs> nice. teleports to like Los Angeles yeah. where John's gonna be yeah. he, and he just had to track him down so it just seems really odd.
1: It's um, yeah. I guess before we get more into the plot, what did you did you like this movie?
0: Um, I think I liked it more than I thought I would. But and I think I'm I'm probably being generous because I think I think I liked some of the action scenes, and I thought we can talk about it. But I thought Mackenzie Davis kicked fucking ass. I I thought I, I
1: agree with
0: that. I thought the character was cool. It was it was it was more interesting to have someone that wasn't um having the Terminator salvation. Uh, spoiler alert for that movie, but having this sort of like problem where she wasn't sure if she was real or not. Like, I don't think that was ever a thing in the movie that I was like, she's actually a Terminator. It was like, no, she's augmented. She, she's, she can take, you know, more hits, but like, that's another, um, an interesting kind of thing with her character too, where she could like crash basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I-, I thought that was good, but, Overall, it's it was a little bit of a bummer that it's this is ostensibly now the third canonical movie in this series, and it sort of wipes everything away in order to, yeah, what? Like, is the implication now like everyone? Uh, well, we'll we'll talk about it by the ending, but I don't know. It, it's I'm of I'm of two minds. I think there was some there was a good action and stuff going on, but I I'm not sure if it's like the the torch for the next Terminator movie franchise well
1: as we now know it's not because this movie flopped so there there was supposed to be a series of movies based on this one they supposed this was supposed to be the first of i think three new terminator movies siri just came on for some reason on my phone um
0: how would they how would they mitigate not having mckin well okay uh
1: <laughs> i guess like the you you could at some point the 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 timeline could catch up to so Mackenzie Davis plays a character called Grace that gets sent back from the future to save um, oh what what is the what is her name the character that she's protecting oh Danny Danny yeah so she's sent back in time to save Danny and as it turns out she's sent back in time to save Danny by Danny um, yes who is now the the ostensibly the leader of the human resistance in the future. Um, she sends her back to save herself. Um, and the, so she's she's from the future. I guess like the, the, the films could have caught up with the timeline at a certain point and they could have like played around with that. But then like Linda, Linda Hamilton, by the time that Mackenzie Davis would be old enough to have, you know, to be herself instead of the 10 year old girl that she is in the current timeline of the movie, Linda Hamilton would be like, frail at that point yeah um and I, so i don't know it's it's uh, like the you would you would think that the franchise would sort of be dependent on Mackenzie davis being the person who kind of holds the movie together because yeah you know spoiler by the end of the movie um the t-800 is obliterated and <clears throat> so like who becomes the the action hero at that point you would think yeah. it would be Grace, but again, she's a ten-year-old girl in the current timeline, so I don't know. It's it it's hard to know, and at this point, impossible to know because I don't think they're going to happen. So I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I and I think like and and you know another good aspect is like I realized I was like oh wow it's we got Linda Hamilton and then Mackenzie Davis is protecting um, uh, Natalia Reyes the Danny Danny yeah and I was like this is doesn't feel like it was like kick-ass girl power like in a way where I was like oh good like Atlanta Hamilton is like she's been just like obsessed with Terminators and hunting them for forever it's not like this came out of left field Mackenzie Davis is like this augmented human and stuff it was all like kick-ass and I don't know I I really liked that that aspect of it a lot Um, and I also thought the there were some really good um, action set pieces what did you think because I was thinking about this so in Genesis, the Terminator that we were dealing with was like a shapeshifter, um, T-1000E, but he had like a ferrofluid kind of like a morphe body. That was like the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. It was kind of like the black ripply y um, effect on him. In this one, the whole idea with the Rev-9, or specifically the one that comes back, is that it has an exoskeleton um, that it can detach from, And then basically it's like a black version of the Terminator skeleton that can like still operate and do stuff. And it's like, you know, a physical piece, but the Gabriel Luna part can sort of morph off of that body and run around and still hit you and hurt you. But you can kind of like slash through it and stuff because it's sort of like morph morph morphy and stuff. What did you think? It was kind of, it was an interesting kind of,
1: it was an interesting decision and like it led to some interesting action scenes, but ultimately like it, just didn't make like I kept wondering like if he can, if he can detach from himself. What's you know? Why would you ever be one unit? Yes. Like there's no like there's no point to him being one unit if he could just like flank you at all times by being two all like seemingly invincible things.
0: Yes, it's, but yes, they even established that like no small arms. Like the all the worst you can do is if he's detached from the exoskeleton part then he can be like splashed apart and then he would have to like reform onto the actual skeleton but that's like that is you're you're, you're just it's barely stopping him i so what i thought was it gonna is happen
1: weird. in the you know it's the it's the famous scene that's in like the, all the trailers where they have that big action set piece on the highway I thought
0: that was I, I thought that was pretty fun.
1: It's great. It's a very good action scene. But what I thought yeah. was going to happen was, you know, he splits off when the um, the piece of rebar mm-hmm. he gets thrown into him. He kind of like morphs over the rebar and forms back on the on the hood of the truck. And you know that. So they they separated at that point. I thought what was going to happen is we were going to find out that this particular model, when the um, when the 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 black terminator skeleton is exposed that it's vulnerable that like when when mm. the hamilton shoots it with a with a bazooka that like that's the end of that that particular gabriel luna model and another one's going to have to be sent back to replace it because when they split apart they're vulnerable but instead it's just like oh they're both fucking invincible so like who gives a shit it's like and
0: what i what i got from that too is cuz they do briefly show um, the conflict that, that wounds Mackenzie Davis and then and then she volunteers to become um, an augment. Yeah. But the Terminators there, I'm guessing, are Rev 8s or like one generation before Gabriel Luna because they are kind of the just the black exoskeleton, but they have like tentacles that they can lash out of their body. Uh-huh. So it still has that sort of ability to like, because th- this guy can kind of create like his arm into blades or kind of like, yeah, like you said, wrap onto an object and kind of create sort of a weapon I don't think he can throw parts of his body off though right he never he didn't do that did he
1: I that's that was another thing is I was wondering like could he just like separate throw a sharpened the, arm off right or like could he separate the liquid half of himself and become like two different Gabriel Lunas? like I,
0: I'm no 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 I the liquid part to me I think is like the morphology part like if that's why like the one in the truck didn't bother to look like a human anymore it was just it couldn't be because that's all underneath and then Basically, I pictured it as, like, there's a T-1000 on top of a T-800. Yeah. But they're of one mind. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of, like, good action set pieces in this. I think the problem with this movie is it's trying really hard to toe the line between, like, T-2's seriousness and also the lighthearted parts of T-2. And I don't think it's particularly doing the lighthearted parts well enough.
0: it it didn't help either that it was Mexico city and a lot of like immigration and kind of like, you know, border agents and things that just like were already, um, cause what's the thing? I think James Cameron even says for T2, like, um, that he made, he made T1,000 a cop on purpose because like that would be like scary. And they are sure. And I think like this one was like each equally weird with like, yeah, border patrol and like the people that got, um, you know, stopped and I'll put in like the big, you know, cages and stuff like that. It was just a, it was just a lot, a lot going on. I
1: think the other and then part, I don't know
0: if that's supposed to be a big, like hooray moment then that he comes in and is killing them all. I right. don't know.
1: The, and the, so the reveal when they go and they find the T 800 that killed John and he's now a, a husband and a father and he's, he's, you know, learned to be more human. And he's also incredibly hilarious. That, so yeah, that was the part that I was going to get to is that he goes, I've learned to do this. I've learned to do this. I'm also very funny. And like, I I know that line was a laugh line, but like at a certain point, I also kind of wanted to see that part of him like that. That sort of like, it would have
0: been, it would have been good if, if his wife had come out and he had told some funny joke or done something that like, that was like what they're like alone. Yeah. Because of course, when he was around them, it's there's no, there's none of that. It's all deadly grim. I don't even think he does like the Terminator smile thing. Like he did in T2, yeah. which would have been funny. Um, yeah, it's, it's weird because yeah, he implied like I've had all this time to learn about, you know, what I did and how bad it was. And yeah, you wish that he had displayed more of like, he was still acting pretty much like T2 ish. Like, yeah. why do we cry? <laughs> I, I,
1: I liked, I mean, I did like the little thing that his name was Carl. Now I thought that was kind of a cute thing to put on. And, I li- what
0: is that? What am I missing? Oh, oh, oh because, um, because uh, uh, what's his face calls him that.
1: Yeah. Yes. Um, and like the, you know, the, the fact that like they have, he has a family, I think it was like a nice touch. And like, I think there was like enough th- things that like they were, that they tried to do, but I just don't think it ended up being, you know, the fun of like where I think Terminator Salvation failed was it was too serious. And, like, too yeah. grim. And then with Genesis, Genesis is, is, like, really fun, but it's an extremely stupid movie. And, mm-hmm. like, this movie, like, you know, they try and retcon it and make it a little more like the first two Terminator movies, even though I think Terminator 1 feels like more of a, uh, I guess, like a science fiction thriller than, um, than a fun action movie, which is more what T2 is. But
0: there's like an actual like name. It's like a it's like a well, they go to the bar tech uh, tech noir is one of the bars they go to. But it is like it is like a noir. Yeah, like a sci fi noir.
1: But like, I think like they just didn't get the tone of this movie quite correct, in my opinion. Like it just it. I don't know. There's just something kind of off about it. Like, I, I don't think the storytelling is particularly good. You know, the action set pieces, I think, are all really good. Like, I think it's a fun, stupid action movie, which is, like, kind of and what the Terminator movies have become, which yeah. is just, like, stupid, fun, big action movies.
0: And I think there's some good, like, there's a moment where, you know, Linda Hamilton is breaking down because they they show up, and the, the coordinates she's been getting the whole movie are from the Terminator that that killed John, and there's some, there's some good stuff. I, um... But I I still think, for me, Mackenzie Davis shines above all else, and she is kicking so much ass. Um, The scene with is it is that the earliest one of the earliest scenes in the car? Um, No, 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 no. That's later on in the power plant where she has the chain that she's swinging around. Yeah. Oh man, that's so awesome. Yeah, I think she's Um, she's
1: she's great. I think she is like not that. There's nobody who's bad in this movie. You know, like Gabriel. I think like the the one fault i don't other- think they
0: gave they didn't give danny enough to do and she's also like supposed to be like linda hamilton in number one where she's like what is this i don't i don't know i'm not a part of this so like that can't really be helped it's a, it's a shame because she's also supposed to be you know like said this- she's supposed to be offensively like the next linda hamilton right. but as they establish in the film no she's not she's not the womb that protects the leader of the next you know of the rebellion. She is the leader of the rebellion. Yeah, she's I, the one who needs to be sell, saved.
1: I, that reveal, I think, was was telegraphed a little too hard because they leaned so hard into it's her womb and she's going to have the son. Yes. Like, like Linda
0: Hamilton was clearly like salty and was like, "You get it? Like it's not even you." Like well, which makes sense. Like someone comes back in time and says like, "It's not even like you." Like I mean, you're important in the sense that like, you need to survive to give birth to this person, but like. And and you know what they say in the first movie, like you train him, you teach him. You're the one who kind of like from birth, you know, gives you, gives him all these tools. So,
1: right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah, it's a, it's, I have a hard time not recommending the movie just because I think it's fun. I think the action set pieces are good. I think it's um, better
0: in, in a, in a considering that there's like some pretty low points in the, in the various film, you know, Terminator films. I feel like it's pretty good. I don't know if, like I said, it's, the best one to be the third in the canonical series. And right. especially if it's supposed to then somehow be a step off for another amount of, you know, what amount of, 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 movies or something. But, uh-huh. um, and like you said, probably not happening, but, um, yeah, I thought, I thought it was doing well enough with some of the, the Terminator tropes and stuff.
1: Yeah. I, 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 I wish it was like, I, I kind of went into it because I watched Genesis with such low expectations that I ended up like really liking it and having a lot of fun watching it. And I kind of was hoping for the same for this. I, I overall come out of it kind of average. Like I, I think it's, if you like the Terminator movies, if they mean something to you for whatever reason, like it's not bad. I, I like, I think Salvation is a bad movie and I think, um, rise of the machines is also pretty bad. Uh, but if like, I would not call this a bad movie. I think it's, it's a pretty weak swing at revamping this, this franchise, and um considering that the director is the deadpool director and james cameron came back onto the project for this like i i would expect something i guess a little better but overall like i it's a you know pretty harmless action movie that you know the set pieces are good and like you were saying and and Rightfully so, Mackenzie Davis is a standout in it. I think she's great, and I hope to mm-hmm. see her in more stuff. and And for her own career, I'm sad that she doesn't have like a a reliable vehicle that she can kind of make a lot of money from. In the in but the at least
0: franchise. she at least she was able to to show her chops in this because I think that like I think it would be easy for her to be cast. She's in an upcoming one that looks really cute with a uh Kristen Stewart. I don't know if you saw the trailer for it. No, I haven't. Um, but uh, it's like it looks like a Christmas movie where like she's bringing Kristen Stewart home and has to, but hasn't told her parents she's gay. Uh Um, Mary Holland's in it, a bunch of other people. It looks great. Oh, Um, check it out. But, um, but just to go, but but to my point, like, I think that she's been in a few other things where she's a little more, uh, she's just not playing roles like this. Yeah. So I, I I hope if for anything else that it shows that she could easily pick up and be an action star in some other series or some film.
1: Sure.
0: Uh, I, I don't know. Easy. I think she was, Yeah. I thought she was great.
1: Yeah. Um, Before we go, would you, would you recommend people watch it?
0: Yeah, I think I would really be interested if someone, and surely someone will do, I mean, we'll we'll hear what Max has to say maybe on the next episode, but someone will do one, two, and then dark fate, like as their, you know, their order now, Mm -hmm. or maybe even for the first time, who knows? Um, And I would be interested to see how they feel because yeah, coming off the heels of the sequel, and then having this new one where the the character that's been established to be so important to the survival of the future getting off in the first couple of minutes is yeah. uh, pretty jarring. So it would be interesting to see what what someone saw coming it from that angle.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, but
0: I, I, I would I would recommend it though. I think I think it. Yeah, like you said, maybe a harmless swing as far as like the next you know step for Terminator. But you could do a lot worse. There's some great great action and stuff going on.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. I hopefully Max will be on by next episode. and He can give his, his, what we are curious about with the Terminator franchise. Maybe he can answer.
0: Yes. We'll see. All will be revealed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. We will see you next time. Bye. I uh,